911. I have an emergency. 911. Uh, yes, sir. What's what's the issue? How, how can I help you? Um, it looks like someone just stole my Instagram post. Wait, someone stole your Instagram? Yes, call the authorities. I think they stole my Instagram post. I need I, I need the cops here right now. I, I need them right now. Uh, I, I, I don't think the cops can uh, uh, arrest people for Instagram posts. I mean, I took the photo, I paid a photographer, and they posted it on their page like it's theirs. I'm, I'm upset. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, sir, even though I'm impressed by your vocabulary, we just cannot uh, send out any of our emergency team for Instagram posts. Really? Are, are you serious? This is egregious. I cannot believe you guys are allowing theft on the internet. I post it on the internet. No one should share it. It's my photo. It's my photo, and they're an asshole. They have no empathy. I'm upset. <laughs> now, I wasn't going to talk about it. I really wasn't. I was going to stay away from it, let it pass. You know, water under the bridge type stuff. And... I was going to leave it on Instagram, leave it on that platform, let it sit. But I probably thought to myself, I might as well address it because it did happen. And I bet some people who are listeners or followers that know what I may be referring to and was wondering what my thoughts were actually, I thought I might as well just share, right? So on Sunday, like any other day that happens, you know, I kind of read my cannabis news. I kind of get in all my weed and weed industry stories you know, whether it be from this source, MJ Biz Daily, Gondrepreneur, you know, or just I have an alert that allows me to read everything that's happening in the cannabis industry. So I know what happens in the stock world. I know what happens, you know, overall in different companies and I have a general vision of what's going on in the industry. Right. And so those stories I think are share worthy. I decide to share with you guys. But like other, I guess, cannabis news pages, who just rather take a screenshot of the news story and the headline and give it to you guys. I might as well make a post of my own with the news story, right? Just, I guess, put my own touch on the image. Now, as of late, I haven't really been as creative because I was busy, you know, working and doing these things. But I decided, you know, this morning I have some extra time. I'm going to go ahead and create a post. And the post was about a cannabis wedding and butt tenders and the breakdown of how, you know, the whole bud tender weed at a wedding worked. They told you the price. They told you it was $750 to book the open bar or open weed bar. And you have to bring the cannabis. Now, the only thing that I'm thinking possibly the $750 cost is the markup they put on the, I guess, permit they have to serve cannabis outside of a medical dispensary, right? Kind of like how you have with alcohol. I believe an alcohol license for a night you know, to run a bar legally and not get in trouble by the cops is I think spending like $200, $300 on a license that lasts a certain amount of time. And then at that time, you can go ahead and serve alcohol at that location, right? Similar thing, most likely exists in cannabis. And that's probably why they're charging $750. But yo, let's be honest. Facts aside, who the hell is spending $750 for a bud tender and it doesn't come with weed? I mean, it doesn't come with, you have to bring, it's BYOB with your weed. Who would do that? I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I know I definitely would might as well spend the $750 and even more than that on some cannabis and have my guests enjoy. You know, the guests, the, you know, you have a wedding, you have tables. So you'll have certain tables at the at the reception who you purposely sit together, right? Maybe it's like your college friends who, you know, you had, you know, circles and sipes with, you know, a lot of sessions smoking cannabis together right so you put them together you have the weed pen on the table for each guest individually and you have like a nice little decorated fancy version of a joint joints in a cup you know looking like a weed joint cocktail so that's what i would do right make sure that they sit together they can enjoy the cannabis together and it's a nice experience and of course those like your older people in your family who would want cannabis you wouldn't obviously give them cannabis. They, they don't want it. They don't know what to do with it, and they probably won't even enjoy the wedding. They'd be bugging out. You know, someone throwing their tuxedo off or their dress off, jumping in the pool like uh, death at a funeral. You seen that movie with Tracy <laughs> Tracy uh, Morgan? 
hilarious. Act like the, the uh, white dude in that movie, crazy naked on top of a roof. Because he took too much of some type of pill. Took somebody else's drug by accident. But uh, anyway, with that being said, cannabis weddings are a thing. And I didn't come here to talk about the cannabis weddings, but it's kind of great that I preface what was happening. So, of course, cannabis weddings, right? I have to see the post, think it's a great post to share. I was happy reading it, but I was also perplexed as to why they paid in $750. And I made a post. And like any other post you see on my Instagram, I typically search for an image that would communicate it best or multiple images and then put them together. So the edited Photoshop image or whatever, you know, the edited image will communicate what this story is telling. And I think sometimes what happens when you screenshot only the stories or the headlines, you kind of don't get that communication further on, right? You kind of just get, don't get the reflection of what is going on. Because maybe the, you're not so, you know, avidly deep into cannabis and you are, you know, a cannabis industry fan. You're just not too well versed on the jargon and the lingo. So having a picture allows you to better understand the story or the news title even better. So I go on Google, find an image that fits that perfectly and go ahead and post it. But on Sunday, it looks what I posted got a lot of controversy. I mean, I was getting like 70 messages coming in of hate messages. <laughs> you know, there's so many messages in my inbox now that I haven't read. Like, you know, when Instagram asks, you know, this person wants to request to send you a message. You know that you're getting a message from somebody who's not a follower, someone who hasn't really signed up to be a part of what you're doing. You know, an outside external source. So I knew where all of those messages were coming and I decided to ignore them. Maybe some of you guys uh, who are podcast listeners and probably try to message us, you probably got fit in that boat too because I couldn't take chances reading any unnecessary hate mail coming in. And now you're wondering, what hate mail are you talking about if you're not a follower on Hemp International? What are you talking about? Well, I posted a picture of a cannabis influencer who recently got married not too long ago uh, is she's known as being one of the first cannabis influencers, quote unquote, before influencers really a thing, right? She had a YouTube vlog and she would vlog herself, you know, smoking a bong, you know, for years. And I remember early on when I was even still in college, early in college, I was a follower of her YouTube, Coral Reefer 420. One, it was a cool name, but two, I was excited to see someone doing something like this on YouTube and they had a decent following. So since then, I've been following this influencer because as somebody, as you know, who loves the industry, loves everything that's happening in it, including the influencers, I'm going to, you know, check out what they're doing. So fast forward some years, I'm finally on Instagram making some traction. I'm asking, you know, Coral Reefer for Coral Reefer 420 advice. I'm asking her questions about how she's doing this, what some steps that she knows is going on, what she thinks, you know, just basically have a conversation and it was a decent conversation. You know, she was very receptive. She understood what it was to be, you know, someone trying to come up in the cannabis media game, which wasn't a thing back then when she came in, but she understood it. And so we had great conversations, right? Great digital relationship, if you will. However, that digital relationship kind of got rocky once this poster, excuse me, this picture on Sunday was posted. <laughs> So the image was of her and her husband smoking a bong at their wedding or after their wedding. And this image got so much traction in traditional media, such as the Fox News publication, such as the Daily Mail and a bunch of other names I didn't really remember. But you can go, you can go on a profile right now, call Reefer 420 and go ahead and check out the press that she's gotten for a wedding. And it's pretty impressive. Um, it's, it's not only impressive to be true to who you are, right, as a cannabis user, as a cannabis influencer, someone who is deeply has a deep relationship with cannabis, you know, closely or as close as deep as they do with who they get married to. And to have yourself smoking cannabis at their wedding in your style, which is holding a bong that she's known for smoking the bong, the triangular bong. You know what I'm, no, I'm talking about? I like beakers, but with a long... Uh, tube in the middle, long pipe in the middle, whatever you want to call it, part of the bong. I think it's wrong to call any part of the bong the shaft, right? Not like Charlemagne over here asking this guy, uh, Abaka, inappropriate questions. <laughs> but back to the story, 
Um, she posted the picture, it got traction, people loved it. I loved it when I first saw it and I was seeing the image everywhere. And so as I told you, my process in creating an image is searching cannabis weddings or wedding cannabis, bride cannabis, groom cannabis, things that like, you know, good Google searches are very, excuse me, a diverse set of Google searches that, you know, eventually help you find a picture, you know, to help you understand what's, what's really going on and what's available to post. So her picture, of course, naturally came up. And normally when you're finding an image to post on Instagram for something like in cannabis media, you have a few you're thinking of possibly doing. And this one automatically stood out as being the one. Why? Because I clearly, as I mentioned, had been in conversation with this cannabis influencer. Noticed the height she's reached even when her YouTube got deleted. So many other people decided to um, help her out in getting her YouTube page back. Right. I think it was like a bulletin going around. So this person, as you know, being an influencer has a lot of followers, a lot of people who've been with this person for nearly a decade following their rise from YouTube to Instagram and back and forth and other platforms are venture to. These are people who saw somebody on the Internet, you know, watched hours of content, been seeing their pages be posted on Instagram for years. OK, and it potentially even saw this influencer in person at events around the cannabis industry. They've personally seen them, interacted with them, and now seeing their digital fan or who, who they are, who they're fans of on digital in reality, you know. And so that relationship they build, I gain to realize, is very, very loyal and and very, very affectionate. Because you're even watching this person you're a fan of and feel like you have a relationship with get married as well. So again, you're reveling in their accomplishment in. Uh, the celebration and with empathy because you care about this person you've been a fan of for years, nearly a decade. I mean, how many of you guys have had friends for almost a decade? Raise your hand. Raise them if you if you can. I know some of you guys are doing laundry, you're driving, you're doing whatever. But if you can't raise your hand, just a little bit. Cool. If you did, if you did raise your hand, you were MVP. If you didn't raise your hand, it's cool too. I can't see it, but hey, at least at least I, I get it. You're busy. But anyway, so. If you had a relationship for longer than 10 years with somebody, a friendship, you know that anything that happens to them that they may seem to be upset about or sad about, you'll respond accordingly because you care about that person's emotions. And so when I did my search, found this picture that was better than the rest, decided to post it, of course I thought nothing of it. Of course I'm thinking I post pictures all the time. I make posts, I get pictures from Google, I put them on this, put the uh, news title and decide to either write my little piece underneath and then continue with the article or just keep it fresh, you know? And it's something that's been going on for such a long time that it's a pretty normal process. You know, imagine, imagine this. Imagine you go to make a sandwich when you're at work. You have the ability to get sandwiches at work. And every day you go inside, you get your whole wheat bread, you put it together, and you make your sandwich, right? This is something you do almost every day is eat a sandwich, right? You, 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 you make, you're putting together your lettuce, your tomatoes, and your bread. So this one day, which is Sunday, you decide to go back, make your sandwich, use the whole wheat bread, and carry on with your day, right? However, you got like, one coworker, you know, you got that one angry coworker who is cool all the time, but on this day, they were furious. I mean, they came in, you can see their nostrils just flared, they're breathing extra heavy, and they got a little look of crazy in their eye, like something is just going on externally in life that potentially could affect how you're going to be interacting with this coworker when they found out you ate their whole wheat bread. Now, there are many slices in this bag. There's many pictures on the internet. <laughs> right. And so this particular picture or this particular slice of bread has an emotional connection towards your coworker. And instead of your coworker explaining, you know, calmly why you should not use that piece of bread because she has memories with this. This is special to her. And the amount of effort they took to even get that loaf of bread. You know, if you ever try to wait in line on Whole Foods, that line is long as hell. There's too many people in Whole Foods. And I think they're doing it on purpose too. Whole Foods wants you to sit down and just enjoy the green utopia they created while you wait in line trying to get your guacamole and quinoa. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the co-workers upset. They could have easily explained, you know, what has gone on. And then, you know, perhaps you would have 
obviously gave a retort towards that being like, hey, look, it's just a picture. And then he probably would have, you know, took it off or not use that piece of bread and go ahead and, you know, have a seat back at work hungry with your belly grumbling. No. Instead of co-worker blacks, the co-worker gets angry. Like, I mean angry. You know, co-worker somehow transformed into a Trump-like figure. You know, <laughs> bad toupee and all. Orange tint. The, the room was bright orange. It was glowing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The co-worker goes off on you using that piece of bread for your sandwich that you commonly been eating and making these sandwiches for a long time without any back push. And it decides to, you know, personally insult, you know, Trump-like, uh, uh, <laughs> Trump-like teases. What does Trump do? Trump likes to tease the people he's going against, right? Like, this next presidential election is what he's going to do. So this person decides to, instead of, you know, logically talk about it, calmly talk about it, goes and makes fun. Like, oh, you, you make the worst work. You're the worst worker here. You, I can't even do a Trump accent. I can't, you know, you thought you was the best though. I'm the best. You wish you were me. <laughs> this bread is mine. You don't make sandwiches around here. We make the bread. Now, this might not how she sounds, but this is what I imagined when I was reading the words. Like a Trump-like figure with his hands up like Robin De Niro in any Italian mobster movie. You know, with the eyes scrunched up but still looking angry. Going, hey, you think you can post a picture on it? <laughs> you think you can uh, post a picture of my wedding? Huh? Who is this guy? My wedding? Huh, get a load of this guy. You wish you were me, buddy. <laughs> and I'm keeping it light here because I'm not one type of, you know, catty patty type of person. You know, if something happens, I react in the moment and, you know, that's that. It doesn't have to be a story going on. But because a lot of the followers who I even realized were listeners of the podcast reached out to me and gave their retort about what happened, I decided to put on the podcast. So, of course, I told you, I posted a picture. Uh, it was doing a great... It was doing great traction because I think I posted it right before I went to sleep, like in the early morning. I don't know, it was 11, 12, whatever, what have you. But it was posted pretty late. And I went to sleep. I woke up, checked back the post. It's still doing pretty well, especially for an overnight post where most people don't see it. Some For some reason, Instagram saw the algorithm. Maybe it matched the, the algorithm for having two people for being a marriage and then also had an algorithm for maybe that image already because when it first posted it got shared that's a little instagram tidbit if you share an image that's being commonly shared it gets more exposure via the algorithm like apparently the algorithm has like ability like google id that can scan pictures and know what's in it and probably save and connect the data like oh this same type of image was being shared before you know that's why you see people who are influencers get their posts even more exposure not only because people are liking it and sharing it and favoring it and following afterwards they even the image gets reposted so much anyway too much instagram nerd stuff but back to what i was saying right so Posted a picture, got traction, and then I start, Then I got a comment from her because I decided, oh, shit, let me tag her in it, right? Because I tagged her when I woke up in the morning. So the post has been up for a couple hours. You know, I didn't sleep long. I go to sleep late. I'm up recording this at 3 o'clock in the morning. But with that being said, I tag her in it thinking, oh, yeah, she's going to love the post. It's, you know, showing a wedding, blah, blah. And instead, she says, oh, man, that's cool. That's not me. Uh, something, something, something. She's like, I think she said, why did you use this photo for it? I don't remember the word verbatim. So I then respond by saying, it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. And if you look at the picture, it really is. The photographer's talented. Um, he worked well with the lighting or editing and they look great. You know, it wasn't like too bright of a picture. It looked like something you can potentially see shot in the studio. Maybe I'm gassing it up for the story. I don't know. It could be, could be exaggerating. You never know. But then the response seemed to be a bit more condescending, a bit more passive aggressive. And as you see, I was trying to be positive. There was no malice at all. You know, it was a beautiful picture. And I and maybe I thought it fit well with the story. I don't know. I'm trying to even load the comments as we speak. But my uh, Internet decides to give a few issues, man. Anyway, so I saw it there. Didn't really think anything of it. I kind of thought. Uh, she didn't even ask me to take it down, by the way. She didn't ask me to take it down. She just said this has nothing to do with my uh, picture. So whatever, right? You're a little ticked off here. I use, I, I use the picture for the post. Fine. So now I get a notification. Notification comes in. Check the notification. What does it say? 
Notification says you've been mentioned in someone else's story post twice. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, let me check what this is. And normally when that happens, that's someone probably reposting a post and, uh, you know, reposting on their story. So it's not really much excitement. But when I saw who posted, who mentioned me in this story, I was like, oh, man, this is about to be something. So I click on it. And it's a very, very long post that kind of reads to the point of my message to Hemp International. For all you other Instagrammers out there, too, who decides to steal my my wedding picture. Um, something, something. Let me tell you what it takes to have a wedding. The amount of money you have to spend and the amount of planning you have to plan. It's a very hard process. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> paraphrasing. And... You know how you know how hard it is to get a photographer and how hard the photographer worked on the picture for you just to put the image on a post and then share it. That is stealing something, something, something. Right. And I don't remember what the second post was, because, like I said, I let some days pass by before I talked about it. I think talking about it in a moment would have been ridiculous. But now I'm like, all right, a few episodes passed by. Now let's get into what happened on Instagram. And yeah, that was a post generally. Right. And I decided, you know what? You in life, folks. Hi, hi, fam. This is a real message. Hi, fam. Listen to this. In life, you cannot control how other people feel. In your intent in doing things, maybe you are being pious. Maybe you're being genuine and maybe you are being sincere. But you can never get upset over someone about their reaction to their feelings. That's what you did. As many men who are listening right now, you've been in a relationship. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with your lady, there's times when she's upset about something based on how she feels about it, not really you that's thinking logically, right? And that's not any gripes or being condescending. That's just real, you know? Sometimes, men, it's hard for us to understand emotional feelings towards things, right? So, in my posting, I wouldn't think that someone would be upset over me using the post. And, you know, it, were, it being of a wedding and the topic's about a wedding, and we at a wedding, so I just thought it went hand in hand. But not knowing the, I guess, the amount of uh, emotional, how the picture is such an emotional anchor for the person. So I do the grown up thing. Instead of responding back by saying, you know, F you, F this, metal finger up head. Like, I'm not doing that. No. I'm being, the, I'm being the adult. So I apologize. So I say something along the lines of, um, I apologize for, I didn't wish I remembered. Oh, said so I said I apologize. I didn't know how egregious it was to post and, and to I, I didn't know how egregious it was to use one of your images. You know, like mind you, Core Reefer has so many images that floats around the internet of her that I didn't think it would be something to be upset with. So I apologize and say, you know, those said I, I didn't know it was egregious, yada yada yada, and it's something along the lines of question though, just for clarity, still respectful, right? Was it stealing when the big publications posted your picture? Because I believe the second story post mentioned something along the lines of posting or using her image for a few clicks of an ad. And I responded with, I mean, if Fox News posted it, I guarantee you they have a much higher, you know, CPM or clicks per million. I'm sure they're making a lot more ad money off of any type of Instagram page than Fox News that gets like 10,000, 100,000, even more than that, you know, viewers per page. Daily Mail, the same thing. You know, I'm seeing these things being posted and they post your image for the case of drawing in individuals to the story because it's a great story. People getting married and smoking bongs at the at the wedding. Listen, a lot of people in 20, 2020 is going to get married weed at the wedding. I'm telling you. And 2020 and years beyond that. So, of course, it's a great image that communicates that story. And look, Core Reefer is, has even posted pictures of her, you know, scantily clad. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, women do what you do. Love yourself. Love your body. Enjoy yourself, you know. But it's her smoking a bong with no, like, you know, with just like little pasties on. That's even shared as well. And I'm not I'm not too sure that she kind of goes to these pages and say that they're stealing. But maybe she does. I don't know. But I'm just saying an image has been shared so much. So I asked her the question, you know, what were you upset when they posted your picture to? And she said, no, or I don't even remember what it was. I mean, to be honest with you, Cora sent like 10 messages in a row. I kid you not. She sent me 10 messages in a row. I responded once 
And that was to the story post and saying, ask, apologizing and asking how she felt about that. And I, I wish I remember the answer because I saw the 10 messages come in succession. Like, if it, I don't know if you guys have had any crazy exes out there, like the type of ex where if you didn't answer the phone once because maybe I had an argument, they're going to call you 25 times straight, like straight 25 times, like sit down, click, uh-uh. You're going to answer this phone right now, like just 25 times. And you got to know, I'm the type of dude that likes to duck off sometimes, like to lay back, you know, take it, take it easy. Especially when things go awry and there's a conflict, you know, I'll dip off and then come back once my mind is calm, cool and collected. And I can actually engage in things without being emotionally, you know, motivated by anger, which you never make good decisions when you're angry. Right. So that's a, that's a rule of thumb. You get angry, back off, recollect your thoughts, you know. Make sure you're not you're doing the right thing and saying the right thing, and then you come back. Because you're gonna deal with it in a moment, it's not gonna end well, especially if you know, it's like myself, I have a temper and I know I can get angry. So the smart thing is back off, come back, hit a little moonwalk, you know what I'm saying? Back off and then come back to smooth it over. You know, you don't wanna be a smooth criminal, you just wanna be smooth. All right, so with that being said, Shorty sent 10 messages in the DM straight. Like, you would have thought it was an ex-girlfriend that you was dealing with, and you said the wrong thing that just ticked her off, and now she's sending 10 messages. And so when I decided to ignore those messages, I thought, all right, I can still see a bit of what she's saying in the messages, even though I ignored 10 of them. When a message is coming on your phone, you know the notification comes like a window and it pops down. You can kind of see a preview of the message. And it started out by explaining how hard it was to set up a wedding and how much work it takes. And then how upset, imagine how upset she would be seeing this and how we have talked in the past and we were cool. How could you do something like this? Right. And I don't believe much time had passed. And I thought, all right, well, she's not that upset. Right. I guess I was understanding. I saw the story post and that. Then she just kept going. And when she kept going, that's when she kind of more metamorphosized into the 45th president. You know, like the orange, like the orange tint was coming from the phone. It was just glowing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what she started putting her hands in like a number six sign and and just had <laughs> let me chill. Let me chill. Maybe there's some Trump supporters in here. I don't want to piss them off, but that's what I got from it. And it was just personal, personal type of attacks. Like your your Instagram isn't your Instagram is lame, your repost page. You wish you were me, blah, blah, blah. Can't wait for somebody to steal something from you. You know, hold your... She said, hold your loved ones closely or hold your folks close, which where I'm from, I'm from the Bronx, all right? I'm from New York City. If someone told you to hold your loved ones close, that's a real, that's a severe threat. Now, granted, I'm not going to take Bronx philosophies and Bronx vernacular into the conversation. I'm dealing with somebody from California here who smokes weed for 90% of the day. You know what I'm saying? And I <laughs> I read that like, really, son? You're going to go ahead and get that angry over a post? You know what I'm saying? Like, she said some wild shit like, oh, I know exactly who you are and blah, blah, blah. And you're this. So are you going to take that shit off now? Now, you got to realize, personally, you got to admit, I'm insubordinate. And insubordinate doesn't mean, like, I can't hold my shit of urine. You know, that's, in, that's, that's incontinent for some of you lackluster vocabulary folks out there. You know, I'm insubordinate, which means that, like, growing up, I would I would be a smart student. But if you try to direct me and tell me what to do, I'm just not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's a defiance that is just in me. Right. And. It's, it's nothing wrong with that as long as you understand it about yourself. A lot of people don't know and they just go through life. But t especially if you tell me what to do, but you do it in, in a very disrespectful way. You know, that's what always got me. Very well-mannered, very nice type of person. But as soon as you kind of overstep that line of respect, you overstep that line of being cordial, then I can either respond in that moment angrily or in a stretch of time afterwards, respond back to what transpired. And when you tell me what to do, it's a wrap. I'm not going to do it. Like you just disrespecting me and tell me what to do. No. So I thought to myself, look, she's clearly offended by the post. I do apologize for it. But my philosophy is if a po if an if a image is on the Internet, it's for public domain. And there's a reason why people who don't want their picture being taken or if they do have the picture being taken, which is inevitable, right? It's like going to the pool and not expecting to get wet. If you don't put your foot in the pool, your foot's not going to get wet. If you don't share your image, 
to the gram on the internet, it's going to get shared. It's it's kind of a, you know, it's it's an, it's it goes hand in hand, all right? They so with that being said, I'm like, all right. I get why she's upset. Am I going to take it down? I'm not going to take it down. And the reason why I'm not going to take it down is one the image was taken like every other image on on Google, right? Every single one of most of what I got is google.com is where I get the image from. All right? And I find a website and boom. Go on HD, click 4K, you know, that type of stuff. And so because of the process of how I did it and the intent and what I have done and really looking at the situation, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to I'm not going to take it down. And especially after you just try to, you know, insult and belittle either what's happening on Instagram or try to kind of make yourself seem like a cannabis influencer demagogue with 140,000 followers. You wish you were me. Now, granted, to be honest, I don't wish I was that person. I don't wish I was, you know, vlogging, doing cannabis, selling, you know, just T-shirts. I don't want to sell only T-shirts. You know, I don't want to just have, I don't have to work. I don't want to have to work at being a bud tender and then also be a cannabis influencer. You know, the whole goal of being a can- cannabis influencer in my part is to be a part of the industry and not just from a I'm smoking weed on the camera all day, you know, and generating, of course, a great following, which I respect. But my goal is as much further than that. You know, my goal is just to be a part of the industry and and either in the CBD world, in the hemp world, in the THC world and processing, you know, having a hand in product creation and marketing and anything. You know, it's really finding my path within the industry. And that's what Hemp International has been a uh, has been a brick road for me to follow. You know, and I've met so many people in the industry because of it, you know, and, and that was kind of the it thought with back when I created back in 2014, you know, back in 2014, I think it was like a Thanksgiving break or something like that along probably around this time I created, I created it. I thought, Hmm, I want to be in industry. I don't know what the hell to do, but I have all this knowledge about cannabis that I've had for a while. So why not I share it with the world? And I was particularly enthralled by hemp, by its ability to do so many things, yet it was unknown. And a lot of people had no clue about it. Right. Like I knew hemp was the shit way long ago, like everyone in the industry did. And I was a bit more savvy with digital, being the fact that I was whatever I ate my age was at 14. So I made Instagram, decided to educate people on, on, on the gram about hemp and then post things on cannabis that I liked. You know, and I had an Instagram page before, had a small bit of traction, but I realized I was onto something once I gained like 200 followers in, I forgot, like less than 10 days. And I thought, oh shit, 200 followers in 10 days, people really fuck with it. And long story short, we're here, we're here now. And so to see someone in the industry who is held up to such regard for their um, trailblazing and being a maverick in the cannabis industry by really being, you know, a pioneer in the cannabis influencer world kind of act in such a way was one surprising based off of the image they kind of give out of themselves online and two disappointing to kind of realize you know we're weed influencers right like we could do shit calmly (laughs) you know what i'm saying we could do shit calmly cool respectfully i mean we smoke weed at the end of the day you know what's the last time you smoked weed and got really really angry to the point of you know being a bad representation of yourself you know has happened to me for a long time you know it's kind of hard to get angry on weed you know what i'm saying i might get sleepy but getting angry is a hard thing uh and that's not even the bottom of it. I was just talking about, you know, the person themselves. The flip side of it, which I thought was super interesting was, all right, look, you just decided to disrespect me. You just decided to, you know, not go to high road or <laughs> quite figuratively not go to high road, stay sober, angry, upset, belittling, disrespectful. She decided to even send some of her followers to the page to go ahead and do some damage. Right. So if you go on my on the post, the wedding post that talks about the butt tenders that has coral reefer in it and check the comments, you can see that all those people who commented against the picture, all are followers of coral reefer. And I thought to myself, yo, I saw this happening really quickly. She posts a story. I respond with apology. She posts an apology back on her story and said something like, oh, somebody don't act like you didn't fucking know, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm seeing all these comments coming and I'm seeing these messages. So I thought, yo, if all these people are going to come towards my page anyway, and you're going to go ahead and disrespect me and have them go, have them disrespect me as well. I might as well go ahead and get their feedback 
straight on. You know, like I don't want to read the messages because they're all stupid messages, you know, and the comments are all just carbon copies of the same thing. So I go in the story and I ask for their opinion directly. I say, was this what I did wrong or right? Now, I don't remember what the percentage was, but it was like 90 percent dead wrong <laughs> and like a few percent, you know, public domain. And when I checked the yeses and I checked the noes, I kid you not, there was a time when I counted every single no and there's like 24 of them. Like, I think I, overall I got like over a couple, almost 100, 200, 100 to 200 noes and I forgot how many yeses. So I counted when it was like early on, like 24 no's and it came so quick. You know, I post polls and my polls get answers, but they don't get answers that quickly. You know, and it's kind of like, damn, it took all this conflicts to get all these, you know, votes on the poll come on how fam y'all do better than that if you're a listener at least answer the poll let me know you exist you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i know you guys do and i shout out to all y'all that engage with everything we do but for those of you that don't like come on you're not calling for bringing all the no's but anyway so it finished off like 100 to 200 no's and like a few yeses so when i looked through it when it was early 24 i noticed all the no's were her followers not one of them was actually one of my followers that thought that what I did was dead wrong. So it made me think, and I dialed back to how I said these followers, you know, are doing nothing wrong. You know, these followers calling me a dick, calling me a cunt, calling me all these wild names and saying I'm this, I'm immature, you're lame, you're blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just on and on. Now, mind you, when they're coming in, I'm dying laughing. And I'm laughing because, <laughs> I'm laughing because you mean to tell me you took time out your day to watch somebody's story and then type all of this up to someone you don't know about a picture that he got from online. So I, it made me think and try to make sense of why they felt that way. And like I said, when someone has a wedding, it's a huge moment in their life. And if you're a person who didn't get to attend a wedding because you don't know them in a non-virtual way, you're going to still feel that connection, and empathy towards their wedding because you've been following them for eight to 10 years on the inst I've lost my point but anyway you are going to feel that level of empathy and that level of care for the wedding and how they feel about it because you care about them in the, the day you've been following their their stuff for years and so that's what made sense of so why so many people came to the post so many people went into the messages and so many people went into the the Instagram and so I thought I got so many people voting on the post let's hear what they have to say you know let's hear what the people has to say so I go ahead and put up the little questions bar. Don't remember what I even asked in the question, but I was just getting so many answers. That was all the same, you know? And she was she, she put something like, oh, those big publications asked for credit, you didn't. I'm like, I got it from Google, chick. Like, relax, please. Relax, relax. You ever seen that button on a Hot 97? Relax. That's what you need to take of a couple relax puff of that bong. There's no reason to get upset over a simple Instagram. Relax. It's not that serious. But anyway, uh, I saw on the messages, they were saying you should have credited her for the post. And I guess the way she worded it made it seem like I put my name on the profile or on the post next to the picture as a way to say that I either took the picture, it was my image, and that was how and why I was stealing her work. And when I look at it, I'm like, if you look at the rest of my posts that I have put the Hemp International logo, there's so everywhere in, the, in those in those images, whether it's hidden or not hidden, you're going to see Hemp International, right? It's just a way to watermark, you know, because it's kind of smart to watermark your work so that if someone does take a screenshot and does post it on their own social media profile or page, that at least your name is there to give evidence to who produced it. And naturally, if I'm a photographer and I see photographers who have worked with in the past put their watermark on the image and why do you think they do that because they don't want the image to go without knowing where it came from that's all i'm saying and maybe chances are the images she gave the people at fox or the people at daily mail didn't have a watermark because it was just fresh they literally just got it in because it was so close to their wedding that they didn't have time to go ahead and put the watermark in they were honeymooning you know, they're enjoying their time. They were enjoying the love that they just took to a next level with the wedding. They were they were, they were enjoying themselves. And generally, when you just get married, you're excited. You can't you're amazed at the height in life that you just achieved. You know, you've just, 
you have experienced this moment with your friends and family together. So with that being said, I see why the watermark was possibly left off. But again, when you post things to the internet, you can't expect them not to be spread. You can't expect not to see it again in someone else's hands. That's how the internet works. You know, how many times have we watched clips that gone viral that was someone else's video? Do you think the other person who just went viral thinks that they just got stolen from millions of people who are reposting their stuff? Do you really think that? No. Now, granted, those people who are viral video makers probably didn't spend the thousands of dollars it took to plan a wedding, didn't take all the steps out, the mental headaches and the other part of the wedding, the wedding that they don't tell you, you know. They don't tell you the emotional stress and what you've probably went through and why it's such an ordeal to see an image that encompasses all this work be shared with nothing in return. So in my mind, I'm thinking she just wanted to get paid for the image and she normally got paid for the image in the past. So she feels like I stole it because she didn't get paid for it. You know, I told you, when you have a situation that happens where there's high tensions, things are getting hot and heavy, you gotta tighten, you gotta loosen your tie, take off your jacket, maybe even pull your pants up, you know what I'm saying? Show them, show them, show them shins off, you know? Cool off is what I'm really saying, right? You just wanna be cool. Then I realized what the issue was by stepping back. So the issue was that she didn't get paid for an image she was already getting paid for. And that's why she was so upset. And when it has to come about money, then why would money be an issue if you're a high level influencer? You know, with hundreds of thousands of uh, subscribers on YouTube, you've got the advertisements on Coral Reefer and you have your own stuff that's selling. Money really shouldn't be that issue, but I get it though. You know, there's an emotional, emotional connection to the image. So it's one, encompassing the work she did, and two, the fact she didn't get paid. So if it wasn't the fact that she didn't get paid from the image, it was definitely because of, like she verbatimly said, the hard work she put into putting a wedding to see her, if the image fall into different hands. Like she took, she paid the photographer, she wants full control of the images. And so that's why when you look up Getty images, they kind of sort of have Getty and Watermark on them. But again, honeymooning, we give it a benefit of the doubt. What I want to mention is these followers, man. Coral Reef of 420's followers are so loyal. When I tell you these are the most loyal people I've ever seen in my life. No, I'm exaggerating. But they're like an army. <laughs> they're efficient. They work extra hard. And they make sure they try to go for the head. So phase one of the mission was to go to the <laughs> go to my post and then put in whatever text they wanted to about the post you know make a personal uh insult uh go ahead and say to take take the post down you know what i'm saying try to attack any type of thing they can to convince me to take the post down you gotta realize when there's a mob mentality mob mentality happens when people don't have much information about something but they feel an emotion and one person directs that emotion into one operation or one response that's what it is group of people angry one person directs it now they're all focused on one thing so once you get the mob to uh, get un under the belief that this work has been stolen it's so egregious they just made someone you love feel bad you're gonna come in and be the best internet friend you can be and that's what they were. They were so supportive of Coral Reef for 420. They went into the comments. They they hurled the insults. <laughs> they went into the story and made their vote on the poll. They even went as far as to leave another comment into the question box explaining why what I was doing was wrong and what I should do and, you know, all type of insults that I probably don't want to even repeat. Like, I can't even remember the insults because they weren't that, you know, striking. They're just more funny to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, you're doing this for clout. I was, <laughs> that shit had me dying. I'm like, clout? All right, I guess. I mean, if you're going to insult me, I might as well get some engagement after you insulted me and, you know, do what I did with the story. So I didn't I didn't get upset at that because at that point you can say that what partially what I was doing was getting clout for the level of response, your, the level of overreaction you're, you're getting. I could either sit here, be upset or go ahead and get some extra engagement from it, which is what happened. I'm not going to deny that at all, being completely transparent. And so with that being said, they kept going. I was getting messages up until the next day in my inbox. I kid you not, I had at least nine requests in my inbox. I told you guys, I read my inbox even when, you know, it says, do you want a request for this user to send you a message? I, re I read them. I go through it. You know what I'm saying? I make sure that's one thing I do. 
Except for this day, I was not reading my messages or my DMs at all. My DM, I was treating my DMs like I'm a dime piece light skinned shorty walking to the club. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, DMs is always popping, getting weird messages from guys in India asking to, you know, <laughs> ship you over to Bangladesh. Come over to my. I mean, so I was ignoring every single DM that was coming in and, uh, I decided to, you know, the next day I had some time on my hands. Let me just go ahead and read these and see what happened. And this is the same thing. Like the, these girls, it's mostly women, by the way. There's a f- very few men, but in mostly women who decided to respond. And that's what made me realize. Because, you know, weddings generally are more of a female gravitated toward event, right? In a girl's life, she grows up, she may have a quinceanera, she may have a sweet 16. And then the next step in life for a woman to accomplish is getting married. And if you're a woman, especially in your 20s, how many times do your relative ask you, when you getting a baby? When I getting a grandson? You know, like, uh, (laughs) what accent was that? I don't know, don't ask me. You know, they ask you when you're getting married, when you're going to find a good husband. They ask you this question uh, relentlessly because they were asked the same thing. And it's just an oral tradition that just gets passed on, you know, generation to generation. People say that when women ask that, it's like a something against feminism. But I think it's just something that's cultural and traditional. And that's probably why they asked you guys that. Now, that's in my mind that made sense why these women were so passionate in leaving almost four points of contact, you know, four points of insults in the comments, another insult in the question, and let's say it's three, another insult in the message. So I had to clap my hands in amazement on how loyal, you know, Coral Reefer's followers were, how supportive they were of her. And that's a testament to the hard work Coral Reefer has put on for years, you know, building that personal connection with users, telling her personal stories about her, her spouse, the stories that goes on with her spouse, which I'm not going to tell the story because it's her story to tell. If you're interested, go ahead and check her out, you know? And again, you can hear by my voice, there's no type of malice or anger that goes on with what happened. You know, people on the internet will continue to say negative things, you know, no matter what. You could either block them or you can go ahead and ignore it. And I choose to ignore it. You know, even though Core Reefer blocked me after a certain time because she realized what I was doing. Like she realized that not only were her words and threats not getting me to change a thing and delete it, but she realized by her responding the way she, she did respond that I decided to do the smart thing and get engagement from it because we're obviously at odds. And, you know, you say you're better than me. So let me go ahead and do the better thing and get some engagement from there. So she realized what was happening and she was upset at the fact that her first she was worried I I think, honestly, she blocked me after I made a screenshot about what she said. Now, she screenshotted what I said on there when I apologized. And so once it got past a certain point, it was like, all right, now you're pushing the bar too much. I'm going to screenshot the message and show people in the industry who follow up international, you know, what exactly Cole Reefer is behind the glossy pictures that she may post on there. You know, she looks so nice and innocent and you know, calm and chill. Like he's a weed smoker for another day. Right. But beyond that shows a level of, I don't know if it's insecurity. I don't know if it's a level of anger or lack of empathy or just something like that. But again, she has every single right to feel the way she did. She has every single right to be upset, but how you handle your anger speaks about you as a person right? It speaks volumes. And that's why my last message to her was, I hope you all the best. I hope things go well because I, everyone have bad days. And I think, you know, something out of something along the lines of, I don't think this is a, this is a reflection of you on an everyday basis. I went the high road, you know, everyone, listen, knowing me, I could say the wildest things to people, right? Like you, you think it's crazy. I come, I could speak on a podcast for an hour. Give me some time and effort and someone pissing me off, I can say the meanest thing possible to make you feel what you feel. And it's not something I'm proud of, but when you have a bad temper, you kind of get a way to unleash how you feel quicker. Instead of being angry and screaming, throwing things and punching walls, you just say something in response to something bad someone sent to you. And that's it. And I try my best in a situation to not even do that, you know, not respond with anger, not do anything disrespectful, not be this internet gangster and have Twitter fingers, you know, because that's what I was seeing was a lot of Twitter fingers out there. I ain't seen so much Twitter fingers since the summer 16 or whatever year it was Drake and Meek Mill had a battle. I ain't seen that many Twitter fingers in a long time. So that's a message to my followers too. I mean, it's it's a message to high fam. Like you guys out there, always be respectful, 
always be calm. People are going to be angry. I just had a situation where someone else was, you know, reacting to something in my mind. I was overreacting, but then they felt a type of way about an issue and I can never deny that person's feelings. So I tried to be empathetic toward their feelings and understand why they're upset and it potentially work in the future. Now, granted, I'm not the type of person to take bullshit for long. Like, you know, once you overstep your boundaries or my line here, then I will just withdraw myself completely, right? Complete withdrawal. And so I give people chances. I try to empathize with them and try to understand. That's exactly what I did here with Cole Reefer. Now, could I have deleted the picture? Of course I could have. But when you're having, you know, individuals who are your fans now come in and hurl a lot of insults, when you're having yourself personally that's supposed to be, you know, regarded as someone respectful in the industry, now make threats towards one's family, throw make one's threats towards one's future, call someone, you know, you're not shit, you're lame, you wish you were me. That had me dying. You wish you were me. I'm like, yo, she really thinks highly of herself, you know, like if Elon Musk said, you wish you were me, I'd be like, you are damn right, I wish I was you. If Jay-Z said, you wish you were me, 1,000%, I would say, you're right, Jay. I wish I was you. Diddy, same thing. You know, like, these are people I look up to as to their accomplishment, their hard work, and their relentless ability to, you know, think of things and then execute them in the right way. And I haven't seen that with Cole Reefer. So Cole Reefer, my message to you is, I don't wish I was you. You know, I don't only want to have an internet following and not tangible, you know, grip on reality. You know, I want to connect with people. You know, if I make a product, I don't want to just have them wear t-shirts. I'd rather have them actually get a product to help them out. Like, I have anxiety. I would love, like I did in the past. Some of you OG podcast listeners and OG Instagram followers, you know when I was selling the CBD anti-anxiety spray, it was because I myself has anxiety. You know, I myself feel social anxiety. I myself, you know, go through it every day. Like, we're seeing more and more, like I said, we live in this world. So I created the anxiety spray for the simple fact that I hate taking tinctures when I'm outside the house. Like, who wants to just stand there, unscrew it? It's so uncool. Like, imagine you're on a date with somebody. You're getting nervous. You know what I'm saying? You're feeling anxious. You're going to take out a tincture and hold your tongue up in front of them. The, the underside of people's tongues is not the prettiest thing in the world. It's really not. Have you seen the under your tongue? The veins is all out. It doesn't look like it should be exposed to the outside world. So put your tongue down close the tincture and I thought having an anxiety spray would help so it's a concentrated version of CBD that was a little bit sweet and it wasn't meant to freshen breath but probably that was something that could have been added to it but anyway the point is I created to solve a problem this helped me with my anxiety when I wasn't in the house and I was outside in the world so probably it will help you too and that's what I got to do for a while so if I if, if there's anyone who I would want to be like it's someone who is in the cannabis industry creating a product that people love you know, it's solving problems for, for people. Like the product Stizzy may not be looked at as, as a giving back to the community brand, but it solves the issue of not wanting to smell like weed, but enjoy the THC high you get. And it, 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 it solves the problem having your cannabis being transportable and portable. This portable, I don't want to say transportable, but you get it. Like it solves problems for people. That's someone who I would like to be like, not a cannabis influencer. You know, my main hustle wouldn't be the Instagram. It's something I do because I really enjoy it. I really love cannabis news. I literally have a Google, excuse me, I really, I literally have a Google alert for the word cannabis, marijuana, and hemp and CBD, so that I can understand what's going on in the world and what's like happening. Because if you know what's happening around you, you know what better moves to make. You know, if you go into a party and you know people there, isn't that party more enjoyable because you know what to who to talk to, where to gravitate to in the party? You know, you feel comfortable places. So if you know what's going on in the industry, you'll feel more comfortable in making a decision as to where your position in, in the industry will be. So, again, Cole Reefer, I apologize for how you felt about what I did by posting that. But I don't apologize for posting it because anything you post on the Internet, baby girl, it's public domain. It's going to be shared. If I share a picture of my future child on my Instagram and who knows if my child is super cute, someone's going to post it up to cute black babies on Instagram. And I'm, am I going to be upset? No, it is what it is. They, they post cute baby. At least I got a cute baby. You know, not everybody gets lucky to have a cute baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if, if that's what they want to do, they can go ahead and do that. 
So uh, yeah, man, that was that was the Instagram debacle. That was the Instagram beef. I didn't handle it like beef, but I kind of showed you what happened along the way. A lot of y'all responded by saying, this chick is crazy. She's bridezilla. Why don't she just got married? Why don't she go at like honeymoon somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Get to boom, boom, bang, bang. I mean, some of you guys were funny in y'all response. You know, even one of my followers out in Germany, shout out to you. You decided to go so in-depth as in-depth in how she reacted and how you felt by seeing Cole Reefer reacting that way. And even one of Cole Reefer's followers who saw what I posted in the story about how she responded was so surprised at who this person really is and how they showed themselves in that moment. Surprised by the level of arrogance, by the level of disrespect, and by the, you know, unbecoming nature of how they responded at that time. And they told me, wow, I didn't know, you know, this was who she was. Oh, guess I'm not buying art from her anymore. You know, it's just simple things like that that show you who exactly you're working with. You know, are they an asshole? Are, are, are they an asshole parading as a nice, you know, calm, uh, non-aggressive person? That's, I mean, that's Instagram for you, right? Instagram is all about putting on veneers and people just liking the veneers, right? That's all it is. And so sometimes people do show show who they are on 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 the uh, at the end or when things get hot. What saying was it that said um, people will show you who they really are when times get tough? You know, when times are good, it's easier to exude this level of fakeness or this level of you know camaraderie, niceness. What's the word I'm looking for? Apical? No, it's not the word. Anyway, they can exude that level of kindness and niceness and sweetness in easy times. When times get rough, that's when the true colors come out. And we've seen the true colors. And it's really, really unfortunate. Unfortunate. Now, I'm not saying I'm an angel by far. I'm not an angel whatsoever. I'm not saying I'm a nice guy. I mean, listen, I'm a guy from New York that loves to joke and tell jokes. And like many people's reputation in New York, they talk a lot. Right. They're funny. But they could be assholes at times. And our type of assholeness would just be like making jokes to laugh and have, make fun of things. At the end of the day, if you're surrounded by so many people, you know, in, in these conditions, it kind of got to lighten up or else you're going to be in conflict 24-7. No one got time to be in conflict 24-7. So the inst- and getting upset over anything that happens or what is said on Instagram. I mean, come on. What's the point of what's the point of that, right? I mean, if if Heaven's National gets to a point where it's way, way, way more people, like when the podcast what gets way more listeners, do you know how much more level of you know negative comments are gonna come in? You know, for every two, three people that like you, there's seven that don't. And that go and that number is magnified on the internet. You know, for every thirty thousand people that like what you're doing, there's gonna be seventy thousand people that hate what you're doing. So focus on the good, ignore the bad, and keep doing what you do. So that was the Instagram beef. I didn't want to, you know, go too deep into it. I just thought I'd just talk about it for a minute so you guys know what's going on and what did happen. But uh, yeah, man, so the high fam grew that day, of course. She sent so many people from her followers list, and some of them did actually follow me, who I guess didn't really see that much issue, and they liked the fact that they can get their cannabis information and see, ha- enjoy the podcast at the same time. So for those new followers of Cole Reefer, welcome to the high fam. You know, enjoy the episodes on the podcast. Enjoy the Instagram. We're going to try and improve the post for 2020. You know, give you guys more media help you guys out understanding the industry a bit more, and above all, you know, enjoy cannabis with you. So welcome to the High Fam. Welcome to HEP International. If you haven't followed the Instagram podcast listeners, that is at HEP International on Instagram, one word. Of course, the podcast is High TV Podcast. Subscribe, like us on Spotify so you can download our... Listen, you want to download the images or the images. You want to... <laughs> look, look at me stuck in the story. Download the images? No. You want to download the podcast when you're in Wi-Fi at your home so that when you're in your commute or you're outside and you want to enjoy the podcast, you can have it already downloaded onto your streaming service. That can be done on pod, on uh, Google Podcast, Google Play, Apple Music, and even Spotify. And of course, others do it too. I think like uh, Overcast and a few others. Shout out to my one Overcast listener. Every single episode, I have an Overcast listener. I don't know who you are. I don't know your name, but I'll give you a lots and lots of love. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast every single time it's posted. Even Not even just the Cannabis News podcast, which that one gets way more viewers, but even the new segments where you I'm working things out. It's so... Uh, it makes me feel happy to know that there's somebody on Overcast who religiously comes back and listens to every podcast, even when it's not our most popular segment. 
So shout out to you. You the MVP. You the high fam listener of the week. That one overcast listener. Go ahead and reach out to me if you can on Instagram at him international email DM. Hit me up on anchor. Either way, I just want to know who it is so I can just, you know, virtually shake your hand. And I just shout you out on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I uh, hope you laughed at what was going on on Sunday with Cole Reefer and her, you know, Cole Reefer mob. Like, I laughed. I had a good time. <laughs> As you can see, not upset, but more so disappointed in what happened. And, of course, we grew the high fam at the same time. So, if you enjoyed this episode, I don't know what it's going to be. Story time. High, high stories. Man, I just uh, smoked a little blunt before this too. Hope you guys can't hear it when I'm talking. But anyway, you guys have a great rest of your week. Look out for more podcast episodes and segments posted in the future. Enjoy the Hamilton National page and you, as always, stay tuned, stay high, folks. High TV.